Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is your host for another episode of the David J. Harris Jr. Show. And I'd like to personally just say thank you all so much for tuning in on this beautiful Thursday we're having. Well, it would be much more beautiful if we did not have to hear of the sad news of Herman Cain. Herman was an amazing patriot, a person that loved this country, that represented all of us, true American values very, very well. I had very, I had uh, several opportunities to spend some time with Herman Cain just at the uh, Tulsa rally, and uh, he was seemingly doing very well. So it's very unfortunate that we have to uh, mourn the loss of him. Although the one beautiful thing we have when you have faith is that we know that we will see him again. I'm sure he's up there in heaven cheering the rest of us on, and for that we are uh, we are proud. So my heart goes out to his family and all of his loved ones that have to suffer his loss here on earth. So without that, other than that, there is still good news in the uh, news today, and there's some very troubling news that uh, I just continue to cover. So thank you very much for tuning in. If you're on F Facebook, FB, they're still being nice to me right now. Please hit the share button. You never know if I say something that will wake up one of your friends or family members. Maybe they'll listen to me if they won't listen to you. On Twitter, please hit the retweet button. If you're on YouTube, thank you so very much for tuning in. And to my podcast audience, thank you so very much for uh, helping my podcast climb the charts. Please share this with 10, 15, 20 friends afterwards. Help me spread the word about the true news that I try to bring each and every day. Well, I've got something special for those of you out there. I've, uh, I was in the Oval Office with the president uh, back in February, and I was able to get one of his Sharpies. Are you kidding me? Yes, this is the official Sharpie that the president uses. Uh, I don't know if he used this one. I can't tell you that, but it came right out of the box, right on his desk, right on the Resolute desk with his name etched in gold, his signature etched in gold. I'm going to tell you how one of you will be able to get this today, so stay tuned for that. But let's get into the news, and oh boy, do we have some news. Anarchy just continues to reign and prevail in mostly Democrat-controlled cities and areas. I really believe, and I've heard from several individuals that say that they've got a lot of Democrat friends. I was actually speaking to a gentleman just today that said he has some friends in the San Francisco area that are Democrats, that have been Democrats for a long time. Most of their friends are Democrats, and they all say they're growing very, very concerned with what they're seeing take place in their state and uh, they may be, for the first time, voting uh, Republican. I, I think it's really Trump or anarchy at this point. What do you want to vote for? Well, in Minneapolis, they're dealing with uh, another no-go zone. Minneapolis neighborhood where George Floyd was uh, died. Now a no-go zone for police. Solemn by day, violent by night. It's one of these other summer of love fests that uh, the mayor in Portland talked about. Lawlessness in Minneapolis as anarchists have taken control of four blocks, illegally taken control, similar to what Sharia Muslims have done in Paris and other European cities. Unappointed mob leaders actually control the traffic coming in and coming out of these no-go zones. In these, in these illegally commandeered city blocks, local police are not allowed to enter, leading, into, leading to increased crime and a loss of law and order. This is uh, very, very concerning. It should be concerning to everybody in that area when you've got lawlessness ruling and reigning and the police can't even get in. Like Chaz, the locals who just want to live in safety, move around freely and get their community working again are trapped because of the city's refusal to intervene. I really hope the people in that area are waking up and understanding exactly what is trying to take place. This is some very, very sad news. Uh, very fortunate that this man was not 
beaten to death, but uh, a group of young black kids. I wonder how many of them have fathers in the home or were raised with fathers in the home. I know my dad would whip my behind if I got out of line, and uh, it helps rearing a child a child in that way. Uh, it definitely helps when they do not spare the rod. This uh, off-duty fireman uh, tried to intervene when he saw this group of young kids that were uh, harassing just complete strangers on the sidewalk. Uh, and he was beaten within an inch of his life. Police are looking for this group of kids, three boys and three girls, believed to be between the ages of 15 and 17 years old. They're accused of beating up a man who happened to be an off-duty firefighter. According to police, around 9.30 Saturday morning on East 86th Street between 2nd and 3rd Avenues, the group was deliberately cutting in front of an elderly couple, making it hard for them to share the sidewalk. The 38-year-old off-duty firefighter allegedly told him to cut it out and police say the man was punched pushed to the ground and hit repeatedly that off-duty firefighter was beaten so badly he suffered a concussion his teeth were broken and he was taken to columbia hospital what in the world is going on when just strangers walking down the street can't even just walk down the street and somebody can't intervene i'm telling you this is why so many of us have our concealed carries Things change quite a bit when somebody that knows how to use a firearm is able to do so, especially in a situation like this. Well, one of those suspects was apprehended, and he had to uh, he had to face a wall of firemen and women that were very, very much showing how absolutely disgusted they were. I, I think that what they should have done was at, was maybe let this kid just go hang out with these firemen for just a little while. I think uh, a spanking, a very good spanking, would have been in order. Here he is getting into the police, getting into the cruiser, the, the cop car, uh, with the wall of firemen, letting them know how they felt. You know, I had the opportunity today to record with Jack Brewer. Jack Brewer was in the NFL for uh, eight years, I believe, eight or ten years. Uh, he was a Democrat his entire life. He was raised like I'm pretty sure most of those young black kids were raised. He was raised uh, in a home where they believed that Democrat was the way to go if you're black. That's it. That's all there is to it. He voted for Obama twice. He actually started a, a fund for NFL players to give to Obama. And he shared exactly when it was that he woke up. And then he also shared why he began to support Donald Trump. You're not going to want to miss that podcast. That will drop uh, early next week. But one of the big issues that he's tackling is fatherlessness in the home. When these young kids don't have fathers in the home, and unfortunately it's over 70% of young black, of black children do not have a father in the home, the, the numbers, the statistics for poor being poor, being crime, running away from a home, going to prison, they all skyrocket. I think that uh, so many, it's, it's, it's a national crisis, it truly is, and it does not just affect the black community, I'm very aware of that, but unfortunately, it's a crisis that I think uh, uh, it's gonna take a little while to, to curve and move things back in the right direction. Um, to be one of those firemen watching that young man to get into a car that had just beat almost senselessly, almost uh, to death, 
one of their uh, fellow firemen. It's uh, it's 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 something that should not be taking place in our country, and yet all of the mainstream media that is complicit in pushing this race baiting narrative, they are complicit. They, it is their responsibility, and we must wake up and understand that. Well, Seattle doesn't seem to be changing too much. They don't care about the riots, uh, the riots that Jerry Nadler himself said, oh, they're a myth. Yeah, they're not really happening. Well, unfortunately in Seattle, the Seattle budget meeting sees 90% support to slash police funding by half. What do you think that's gonna do to all these rioters? They're not peaceful protesters. They're rioters, they're anarchists. Well, Seattle uh, City Council doesn't seem to matter too much. They don't care. Seattle budget committee meeting held on Wednesday to discuss a proposal to cut the Seattle Police Department funding in half saw over 300 community, I don't even understand that, community members in attendance and 90% support among those community members for the proposal. Seattle City Council members and count, uh, community members attended electronically due to COVID restrictions. In-person attendance has been prohibited until August 1st. Community members were encouraged to access and participate in the meeting by phone or online. In order to allow as, for as many people to speak as possible, each person was only given 45 seconds. Uh, speakers repeatedly referenced police brutality, the use of uh, tear gas, and non-lethal weapons during the George Floyd protests, and the overall racism they claimed was inherent in law enforcement. These people don't know the facts. These people are listening to the garbage that is CNN, MSNBC, even ABC. They're listening to all that garbage. They're believing the nonsense. They're not researching for themselves. If they would research for themselves, if you have any questions about police brutality, uh, you, would all, you would also find out if you did your own research that it has been dropping for the last several years. Last year, there was only 10 unarmed black men that were killed by police, and five of them were actually tangling with the police officer, reaching for their weapon, or fighting them when they got shot and killed. Uh, friends, that is a far, far cry from the thousands of black individuals that die every single year at the hands, over 90% of the time, of other black men. That should be the rallying cry. And uh, sure, do we need some police reform? Absolutely. Everybody should be wearing body cams and individuals, officers that uh, that wind up creating a, a sheet where they're accused of excessive force, those individuals need to be tracked. Those are things that this president put in place uh, and is encouraging. It's not that all cops are bad, no, very. it's the exact opposite. Maybe there's 1%, maybe two at the very most that have a chip on their shoulder and do take it too far. But when you begin to strip the police from the communities, you are giving way to absolute law and lawlessness uh, and the individuals in those areas, the tyrants, the drug dealers, they will take over and they will have their way. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that because if it does, by that point, well, it's a little bit too late. Well, uh, you know, Obama also is just trying to call these protesters peaceful. He's stoking the race baiting fire. He's adding to it that, oh, George Floyd was killed at the hands of a white man. It still has never been determined that the, the cop show, uh, Chauvin that had his knee and murdered uh, George Floyd, it's never been determined it had anything to do with race. Yet that doesn't stop Obama from using it to continue to push his race-baiting narrative. Same thing he pushed the entire time he was in office. Today, we witnessed with our own eyes police officers kneeling on the necks of black Americans. Now I know this is a celebration of John's life. But 
we can witness our federal government sending agents to use tear gas and batons against peaceful demonstrators. But even as we sit here, the well, Mr. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama, with your race baiting self, only won the election because of your skin color, because so many white Americans wanted to say, hey, I'm not racist, we're not a racist country, let's give this black man a chance. He sounds good, he's eloquent. Joe Biden even says, well, he's actually very well dressed for being a black man, that, that's not racist to you, I don't know what is. Yet, uh, no, nothing that he's saying is doing anybody any good, unfortunately, to his crowd that act like he's the, some messiah, definitely not of my God, uh, they, they're buying into this absolute nonsense. So let's, let's go to this uh, video of this officer trying to, trying to share a story of how these so-called peaceful protesters set fires to buildings with people inside. And not just people inside, children inside. And then listen to the response uh, of what took place when the fire department tried to respond. Obama, I think you have some answering to do because you're lying to all of us, just like most of the liberal mainstream media. Last night, protesters intentionally set a fire to an occupied building on Broad Street. This is not the only occupied building that has been set fire to over the last two days, but they prohibited us from getting on scene. We had to force our way to make a clear path for the fire department. Protesters intercepted that fire apparatus several blocks away with vehicles and blocked that fire department's access to the structure fire. Inside that home was a child. Officers were able to Officers were able to help those people out of the house. We were able to get the fire department there safely. Um, sorry. You know, we don't we don't know from that clip what the state of those individuals were that were in the house or the child. Obviously, it was. Uh, not very good because he could hardly even get the words out without thinking about it. So these so-called peaceful protesters are now setting fires to buildings and houses with people inside and then blocking the fire department from coming to save people's lives. Are you kidding me? There's nothing peaceful about these protesters and every single pundit or politician that refuses to acknowledge and call them exactly what they are, domestic terrorists, they are the enemy. They are the enemy of us. They are the enemy of America and all things good. They are the enemy of us, the people. And we better all identify who they are and vote their butts out, period. You know, there's a there's so many people, I believe, that are waking up right now. I wanna tell you how one of you is gonna get this, this pin. It's just one little way of saying thank you and throwing something out that's not very easy to get. But uh, there's so many people out there that are open now more than they ever were before, that we're living in the bubble of the mainstream media, believing what the mainstream media had been sharing with them and believing that that narrative was accurate. There's so many people that are waking up right now that I guarantee you somebody 
would love to read this book from an American, obviously, of the black community, but a patriot. And what I saw taking place during the uh, 2016 election, what took place after that, who I believe the new KKK is of today. I believe they're, they're, the new KKK is very much prominent and prevalent in today's society. I cover all that, and I believe what the new civil rights movement is, I cover that in this book. So if you get this book, get this book today. All orders that come in today or tomorrow, I'll leave it up until tomorrow, midnight, Friday night, midnight. Get this book. I'm gonna select somebody that orders this book I'll select it on air live on Monday, and you will get this Donald Trump Sharpie. One little way I can just say thank you, but more importantly is the information in this book and getting it into the hands of somebody that you know. If you've already bought it, it'll make a great gift. So get that book. All book orders are going to go into a drawing, and one of you will get this pen. Get that book at uh, DavidHarrisJr.com or DJHJMedia.com or DavidHarrisJr.store. Get that book. Somebody's going to get that pen. All right, let's go over to uh, uh, let's go over to this. Uh, more information on these peaceful, so-called peaceful protesters and what their plans are. Thank God, this van was discovered. Seattle police found a van full of improvised explosives, spike strips, and stun guns at a riot. The Seattle Police Department witnessed rioters in Seattle receive baseball bats and other weapons being distributed. Uh, from a van which they ended up impounding. They were full, they were finally able to get a search warrant for the van and they found explosives, stun guns, and improvised spike strips. My question is, who's paying for this? This is not somebody that's just, this is not a uh, an organic growing thing. No, this, somebody's actually paying and setting our police officers up with these weapons. It's a question that we absolutely need to find the answer to. Not only could they be found criminally liable, but financially liable as well. Thank God that van was found uh, before any more of those weapons were dispersed. Let's go over to uh, let's go over to Biden. This whole thing is between Trump and Biden. Uh, that's what it's boiling down to, and Biden's cognitive awareness and his ability to rub two thoughts together in the same sentence is just continually being questioned. Here is Joe Biden uh, that doesn't quite still yet understand how a Zoom meeting works. There is always a slight delay. Anytime you're doing anything live and you have somebody be coming into the feed, apparently nobody told Joe Biden this, or he just really can't hear, or when they told him, he forgot. But this, friends, is this who you want running our country? Mr. Vice President, as you know, the AFT represent Hi, teachers, paraprofessionals. Priscilla, the Vice President, can, can you hear the Vice President? He just said hi. Hi, how are you? Can hear me. That's okay. She just did. How are you? Where are you speaking to me from? Where are you now? I am where at home. Where are you now speaking to me? I mean, where? Where's home? In Brooklyn, New York. Okay, never mind. Yeah, Brooklyn, she said. All right, that's right. Okay. This is um, the capital of the world. Exactly. This is well. I now that I'm national okay. president, I can't say Brooklyn's the capital of the world anymore. But <laughs> we do love New York. I think what happens is the timing of the Zoom sometimes gets you know it. it there's a little lag. Okay, Priscilla, go. I'll be quiet. Okay, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> Joe, with you, there always seems to be a little lag. Uh, it's unfortunate for anybody else that can't see that, but uh, it's quite apparent that when you have to repeat yourself several times, 
uh, the other person probably just has not heard you yet. He, you think that the potential president for the United States of America would understand and know how a Zoom meeting works, uh, especially the amount of them that he's done from his basement, but he's still having a heck of a time figuring anything else out. Lord help us if he winds up being able to sit behind the Resolute desk where, where these pants are. <laughs> All right, my friend Matt Gates. I ran into Matt in DC just a few days ago. It was actually pretty funny. Uh, I went over to say hello to him with some friends and he was just like, David Harris, how are you doing, my brother? I was like, man, I'm doing really good, Matt. Nice to meet you. And uh, I've met him briefly before. I met him at uh, one of the last events in Phoenix and he was he shared something that was funny and then I said, I'd love to have you on my show. He said, David, I want to be on your show. He said, I've been telling my team, get me on David Harris Jr. show. I want to be on his show. So Matt gave me his number. I've texted him quite a, a few times since then. I was actually texting him yesterday while he was in uh, uh, in uh, that house meeting interrogating those uh, big time CEOs, uh, Google and and Facebook and uh, uh, Google, Facebook, uh, YouTube, I think, so their Twitter. Anyway, it's uh, it's pretty amazing to see what he's done. So that will be taking place next week. I'll have a one-on-one -on -one deep dive interview with Matt Gates. But Matt Gates called out Google for censoring websites like the Gateway Pundit, Western Journal, Breitbart, Daily Caller, American Spectator, and DavidHarrisJr.com. Well. I added that last one. I don't think he specifically called my name out, but we have seen our own bit of censorship. Rep Matt, Rep Matt Gates called out Sundar Pikai uh, for Google censorship of the conservative sites like the ones I just mentioned. The Gateway Pundit uh, days there says that their reach was reduced by 93%. I actually saw that on Facebook about a year ago, May. My, my reach dropped by 93%. Breitbart News says they lost 99.7%, almost 100%. Uh, for all you liberals out there. During the questioning, Rep Representative Jim Jordan Pakai refused multiple times to answer whether or not Google was actively working to help Biden win the election. Friends, you better understand, the Google search engine is skewed. If you're unable to answer no, then answer must, the answer must be yes. Pakai and Google have maintained in the past that they did not manually, manually, censor anyone or any site, but whistleblowers have come forward through Project Veritas, confirmed that Google does indeed have a manual mechanism for censoring articles and sites. In fact, Google has a list of entities who are blacklisted manually. Uh, that's why I use now Bing. Bing is a good search engine. I've heard DuckDuckGo has actually also got some issues, but Bing uh, is normally pretty good. And there's my book. You can get it, DavidHarrisJr.com. Click on that and, uh, and get in that uh, for that drawing for that pen. It was good to see the CEOs of these companies put on the hot spot. I truly believe that something must be done. I heard that the president signed an executive order today asking for uh, uh, the FTC to continue to crack down or at least look more specifically at CDA's Immunity 230 is what all these big tech companies stand behind. My good friend Jason Fick is currently in a lawsuit that the Ninth Circuit just rejected. It's going to go on to the Supreme Court. Hopefully the Supreme Court decides to take the case and hear it because we all are tired of the censorship. And let's go back to one more thing. Let's go to this first because uh, then we're going to go to Joe Biden just absolutely being uh, unnecessarily rude to somebody that he's never met, doesn't even know, wants to uh, wants to try to discredit her. You've most of you have seen the video of the doctor, the the black woman that was sharing her belief on hydroxychloroquine and how she's used it to treat her 350 plus patients and how every single one of them got better. Well, it gets worse, friends. This Yale epidemiologist 
accuses Dr. Fauci of pushing a misinformation campaign against the drug hydroxychloroquine. Noted Yale epidemiologist Dr. Harvey Rich has accused White House China Virus Task Force member Dr. Anthony Fauci of, per of uh, perpetrating a misinformation campaign in opposition to the drug hydroxychloroquine. As Dr. Rich claims the medicine has shown consistently uh, encouraging results in treating CV-19 when it is when it is used properly. Uh, HCQ has been at the heart of a, a drawn-out political debate since March when the president, Donald Trump, cited the drug as a promising possible treatment for CV-19. HCQ has a long history of use by doctors to treat malaria along with other syndromes such as arthritis and, and lupus. This Yale epidemiologist is calling Dr. Fauci out. I also had somebody else, one of my friends, ask me a question. He said, why, don't, why isn't anybody talking about this? The fact that in some of these countries where people are literally piled on top of themselves, uh, like in India, how come it's not ravaging that entire population? You know why? A lot of them are on that anti-malaria drug just as a therapeutic. Uh, they're, they're on it just uh, to make sure they don't get malaria. It's pretty interesting that we don't see amazing, incredibly dangerous spikes in places like India and others around the world where individuals are so packed tight, so, so close together. Really makes you wonder. I'm really thankful for that, uh, for that doctor uh, from Yale that stood up and said his mind and all of the white coats at the White Coat Summit. They all were basically putting their lives on the line, putting their practices on the line, putting themselves out there to try to bring the truth to us, the American people. It's pretty interesting that uh, so many of these mainstream media companies will give a, a software developer the stage, listen to what he's got to say, Bill Gates, when what's, what's Bill done? He's developed software and antivirus programs. He's not a doctor. Why are we listening to a guy that's pushing for a vaccine and not listening to actual doctors that are treating patients? It's asinine to me. Well, let's listen to what Joe Biden had to say about that doctor whose video went viral before big tech censorship took it down. Uh, Biden had some pretty distasteful things to say about a woman that he's never even met. President Trump should stop tweeting and start doing something about it, damn it. And stop going Amen. out and talking about these crazy woman he talked about last night about who's an absolute disgrace saying things and tweeting that anyway. It just right. We just right. need some intelligence. Absolutely disgraceful that he would call a doctor a name like that, that he would call her out, that he would cast her aside, that he would throw her away and then blame the president and blast the president for doing it. Is that really the man that you want at the helm of this country? I really, really, truly hope not. Well, in Missouri, the attorney general stepped in and said, nope, not on my watch, not going to happen for the couple that use their Second Amendment rights to defend their home and property. Missouri attorney general steps in and drops charges against St. Louis couple who defended their home. Kim Gardner, circuit attorney for St. Louis, pressed charges against the local couple last month who were filmed on video brandishing their weapons. They said, oh, it was dangerous. They were pointing their weapons at people. Well, the McCloskeys, Mark and Patricia, were captured on video when they responded to the mob that had ripped down the gate outside their house and very, uh, very likely could have stormed the home if they realized it was just those two there. Leftists in the fake news media and the Democrat Party have said that, oh, they're all peaceful protesters. Yeah, no, we, uh, we, we are already aware of exactly who they are. 
Fortunately, nobody was hurt, and the weapons that the McCloskeys legally owned uh, worked to, by, to keep the mob at bay and stop them from being harmed. Their crime? Well, they lived in a gated community. So the AG has stepped in and said, nope, not on my watch. These charges, they're not going to go forward. Thank God we've still got some people in positions of power that actually understand the Constitution and understand this political war that's being waged on all of us while so many other Democrat politicians just sit on their hands, slash our police, tell the police to stand down and allow the chaos to ensue around their cities. I really truly hope it's waking up a lot of Americans. And one more really quick article before this video of our amazing President Donald J. Trump. Uh, as far as, again, the HCQ, this Brazilian President uh, Juar Bolsonaro celebrates hydroxychloroquine after claiming he beat his virus infection. There he is holding a box of HCQ. I wonder how, uh, I wonder if that's going to make any mainstream media news outlets. I doubt it. Well, while the Democrats just continue with their barrage of assaults and the president doesn't do this, that, or the other, the president is still doing one of the things that I truly believe that he has done best. Be a person that cares and having the ability to do something about misfortunes and tragedies is willing to put up his own money to help in a time of need. Here is our president speaking to the family of Vanessa Gillian, the uh, soldier that was whose body was finally found after disappearing in April. When would you like to have the funeral? When? As soon as possible. As soon as possible, I agree. As soon as possible. With the funeral, we'll make sure we make sure that happens. Okay? Where will you have the funeral? Do you know? Houston. In Houston? Right. And if I can help you out with the funeral, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. Financially, I'll help you I think the military taking care of it. Good. They'll do a military. That's good. If you need help, I'll help you out. Thank you, Okay. If they need something, we'll take care. We'll make sure uh, she is uh, very respected. And he, uh, he said that he would, would be willing to do that out of his own pocket. The government can't pay for something like that, but our amazing president, Donald J. Trump, said that he would. Friends, that is who we have at the helm of this country. We have somebody that's brought our country to heights that we've never seen before, stock market that we've never seen before, jobs pouring back into this country, companies expanding at record pace, giving out bonuses, uh, and there's so, so much more to come. The Opportunity Zones, that will see $100 billion flood into 9,000 mostly minority black communities. That's all, on the, uh, that's all on the chopping block if Joe Biden was to win this election. Friends, we need to, we need to get the House, we need to keep the Senate, and we need President Donald J. Trump to make America great again. That's exactly what he will do. God bless all of you. Go get my book right now at DavidHarrisJr.com. One of you will get this pen that you can't even buy these. This is uh, it's a beautiful thing, but I wanted to do a promo. The goal is to get this book into the hands of individuals that might be waking up because of the current chaos that their Democrat leaders are leaving them in. God bless you. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys all tomorrow for TGI Friday. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.